Hi there. Welcome to Co-Parenting Basics, um, my new podcast. My name is Carrie, and I am sitting here tonight with Chelsea. She is a former workshop attendee and has joined me tonight to talk a little bit about um, anger and emotion, reaction, anger and emotion, attitude, um, very common in co-parenting. So that's a little bit about what we're going to talk about tonight. So Chelsea, just give a little hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, one of the things that I want to talk about is... Um, because I think it's going to be very helpful to have Chelsea here and talk about her journey right now. But first, I want to ask her, um, since she took the workshop, she um, knows about the four formula parts to successful, respectful, responsible co-parenting. And I want to find out if she still has them written in Expo on her mirror as a daily reminder. I do. That was probably one of the first things I did because I, I know from personal experience, if it's not something I see every day, I'm not going to use it. How funny. I, know. <laughs> I, love, I love that it's on your mirror. I was just telling you earlier before we even started this that I do have another workshop attendee that sent me a, she sent me a text message that had all four of them written down on a piece of paper <laughs> and she carries it with her because that is her daily reminder. My little Oscars by my toothbrush. There you so. go. Oscar <laughs> by the toothbrush, your new best friend. Um, so for everybody listening or for those who are listening that don't know what the four formula parts are, and I've talked about them a couple times in the work, in the uh, podcast, but I'm going to go over them again. I'm not going to on on every podcast I'm going to tonight just because we're going to touch because because we just now touched base on it a little bit but they are one um make a choice <laughs> exactly make a choice every day to co-parent respectfully and responsibly two set aside your differences to do that three do the right always thing. do the right thing even if your ex doesn't even if your ex doesn't and four Go for the Oscar. Go for the Oscar. <laughs> so, Oscar, we're gonna. I'm gonna break those down over the next few weeks and attack each one of those separately. But go for the Oscar. Oscar is the mascot for my um, workshop, the co-parenting workshop, and everybody that attends gets a six-inch Oscar statue, and they know that Oscar is a mindset to um, uh, keep yourself in check. You know, just keep yourself in check. So your new best friend, basically. So we'll go over that more in the next coming weeks. Um, but the first one would be make a choice. So we'll talk about that later. But first, I want to jump now to the workshop. So, and I want to ask Chelsea a couple questions. And if it sounds like I'm reading, it's because I'm reading. So because I didn't want to forget what she had said to me and what I wanted to convey on the podcast. So one of the things that I wanted to ask her um, was in the workshop that we talked about the intent of phone calls. And you had said that it's not that I'm trying to interfere with our daughter's time with him. I just really miss them even more when he won't let me have a phone call. So I wanted to find out if your mindset changed um, about phone calls. I think it's slowly changing. Um, now looking back, I felt like I was owed a phone call and it was more about me and me missing them. Um, I would say just recently, I'm getting to the point where like I'm accepting like if they don't call me, they're still okay. And mm-hmm. he doesn't have That's hard to, though, isn't it? Yeah. And he doesn't have to give me a phone call. Like, I feel like that's like one of the things that you had to do. Um, the expectation kind of love. Yes. And it, it is really yeah. about the expectation of it. And yeah, I definitely feel like I've gotten a lot better with that because I know the girls are good. Like yeah, I miss like, them more than they miss me. I'm sure I probably. feel like, like I, I sulk about it. So um, definitely my mindset is changing. Do you think that they, um, like you just saying that you know they're okay, that 
they are okay knowing that you're okay as well. Yeah. Like, do you think if you convey that, Definitely. that to them, things would change in their visit? And they always say, Mommy, are you going to cry when I'm gone? And I say, no, not going to cry. I know you're having fun. And at first, I used to just say that. But, like, I honestly believe it now. Like, I, I know they're they're in good hands. I right. know they're having fun. I know they're surrounded by people that love them. But it's still, it's, it's hard for me. Mm-hmm. Was And this was something that you struggled with personally? Yes, very much so. Till when? I would say until just last week. So a week. A, a week, week yeah. So not <laughs> even not even at the end of your workshop because you still had some work to get through evidently. So, but that's real. Very much You know, so. you're, that's real. And here's something that's very, should be very comforting. You're not alone. You know, almost everybody that comes to the workshop shares the same, the same story. Yeah. You know, especially when it's new. Yours is fairly new. Um, so especially when it's new, you guys don't have a standard yet put in place for how you want to co-parent. You're still working that out. Um, and and babies are so young. And so my concern is always like, are they okay without me? And they are. And that means just letting go of the control of it. So. Yeah, it's like, have you been able to ask yourself the question, who better for them to be with than daddy if they're not with mommy kind of thing? A hundred percent. And I almost, It's more comforting, don't you think? Absolutely. And I almost went against it just to be, like, to have the upper hand, like, oh, I don't have to give them to you, but that's who they should be with, so. Yeah. Um, one of the things um, that I wanted to talk about was not even a week ago, so last Tuesday, um, we shared an exchange, and... Um, I had asked if you if there had been any changes with your current co-parenting, and you said it's only gotten worse. So we're talking less than a week ago, so six days ago. Yes. And then, this is after also, both of you taking the workshop. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> something not right with my workshop. But then, the next day, you said, the difference in my mindset since I've attended the workshop and used you as a resource has been significant and also said that when I look back at my idea of winning at the beginning of all this is where I am now and it's completely different. So I want you to share that whole mindset because that's huge. That's really huge, Chelsea, and I think that's important and I think that's a very normal that's going to help a lot of people. That, that's one of the reasons why I asked you here tonight because I think that's so important. Um, I would say when it first started like four months ago, um, Winning for me was getting primary custody, full custody, and maybe having a standard because I felt like I'm the better parent. They need to be with me. Um, and a lot of it was about me winning them full time. Um, last week, on the Tuesday, when I said it had gotten worse, it had been three, three days since he let me talk to him. And each day I'd say, please have them call me. Call, can they call me if they get a chance? And I was so fixated on the fact that I didn't get a phone call that I, that's why it got worse for me. And then I met with you the next day for a coaching session. And literally, you like, the fact that is that that big of a deal is seeing them in a few days okay. Is me, am I really helping this situation or am I making it worse by constantly sending the message, let me talk to him, let me talk to him. Um, and now winning for me really, it. When I went to... Winning became a different... Yeah. <laughs> became so different. <laughs> winning before was about me. It was about me winning against him. But now winning for me is to have the girls in a 
loving relationship with both of us and uh, like him and I to be able to communicate yeah. and without the high conflict yeah and... like if I need help one day like hey can you grab him for a few hours and that not be an issue like we used to tick for Callie everything like if you take two hours I want two hours back now I just want it to be like can we just help each other out and let the girl yeah. be happy yeah yeah that um one of the things that I wanted to ask after that was um what happened in that one day like, what happened in that one day in your mind to change it all? Yes, I believe the session. I think in the session, there was probably an aha moment. Yes. And I don't remember what particularly that would have been, but I think it was po- a question posed. Yes, I would not go less. I, I didn't, would not go for the 2255 we are currently. It's 100% against that. And see, but it's working out. <laughs> you said How like, crazy, but you're in the middle of it and it's working out. Yeah, but you said, like, is this really worth the fight? Like, is, what if you had, you could mediate one three-minute phone call in between that? Would you be okay with that? Absolutely. So it's kind of just thinking about, like, is it worth the fight for some of those little things that... Yeah, it's like we just okay. talked about before we even came on that those different, you know things were not brought to you before then so thinking of it differently was not like not there oh yeah no I was like how about this will this work if you you know maybe have a phone call in between would that help you a little bit yeah maybe not a phone call every day but but maybe in the middle of that week or whatever those five days that would work yeah that wasn't presented so that no I was never given a different perspective I met with my attorney and I said I want full custody and we were bulldogging and then I met with you and like what about this I'm like well Okay. What about that? okay, maybe, yeah, I could live with that. Yeah, and that's what it's about. I mean, um, a lot of people that are going through this, you're getting ready to experience mediation for the first, Very time. first time. And a lot of people, this I'm talking Dallas County because I don't know the other counties around, but I do know Dallas County. And one of the mediators here um, spoke at the AAML in Chicago a couple years ago and said that 95, he believes that 95% of the cases in Dallas County go to mediation. So if you're in the middle of a divorce <laughs> with minor children, the chances of you going to mediation are pretty great. So, but not everybody knows that. You did not know that coming into my workshop just three weeks ago. So I always say it. Part of the reason that I even say it is because I'm a mediator. So I understand the value of the process and I believe in the process. And that's why I bring it up. But people are, a lot of times they're like, what? We're going to be going to mediation? (laughs) Well, if you haven't been yet, just wrap your brain around the fact that it's possible. (laughs) You know, I don't know for sure, but I'm just saying it's very Mm -hmm. possible. Especially since you're in Dallas County, right? <laughs> no. So, um, but yeah, that kind of has boggled my mind too that a lot of people come to me and not, they don't understand the process. They don't understand the value of it. They don't understand what it means. It's not, the judge didn't do this to you. The judge did this for you. And the mediator's not your enemy. And, <laughs> you yeah. know, those kind of things. They're not an attorney. They're not going to act as an attorney and things like that. Yeah, I had no clue about any of that. <laughs> I just so, my papers. Are you feeling more comfortable about it? I mean, we obviously, you and I have talked in a great deal about that, but are you feeling more comfortable about it and like you guys could probably come up with a workable solution to your issues right now? Maybe not all of them, but the majority of them. Absolutely. I feel like the fact that I have backed down and thought more about like what is really best for the kids and how we can make that work and Yes, we're going to both have to give and take a little bit, but I... So you don't feel like you're losing anything by backing down. When you say backing down, you're not meaning that in a way that you're losing something. You're basically talking about best interest of children. Right. 
Oh, I like the things mm-hmm. I, I love that. used to like waver on before. Like those weren't really that mm-hmm. big. It was more of just me needing those things, and I don't think the kids necessarily need the same things I need. So yeah, just seeing seeing a different perspective, I guess. Mm-hmm. I love what you said in the beginning, beginning because that's that is the mindset that I think I've seen change personally with you is that you thought about it as you mm-hmm. versus the best interest of the kids, and then being young. I mean, I talked about this on one of the earlier podcasts, probably last week of. Last week, I think it was. The younger they are, the better the position is for you guys to get your journey um, and the, you know, your standard in place for how you want to co-parent. And they may not remember this. They may not remember the fuss that you guys had. Maybe they, I mean, they don't remember it now, you know. Right. But um, in the long run, that. So I want to ask you one another question too. So, not saying for you to take all of the blame <laughs> for where you guys are, um, where your co-parenting journey was headed, but. Do you now recognize and acknowledge where, what your part of it was? 100%. Was it right fighting? Yeah. Because the word you, <laughs> the word you used was winning. So, I know. And I, as soon as I read that from you, I'm like, okay, this is right fighting attitude. And I might have been right yes. when you came into the workshop. So, yeah, but, I feel like I was like, if there was any fire, I was like adding fuel to it. I was not helping the situation. Anger and emotion driven. Oh, absolutely. He knew what buttons to push. I, it was lovely. How did you feel when I said those words in the workshop? Because <laughs> I say those every workshop. That every workshop. Because I, it's true. So much of what we get wrong in co-parenting is anger and emotion driven reaction to something our ex has said or done or whatever. Or just our anger and emotion driven attitude. Well, until you put it like that. <laughs> I was like, I never thought about that. Oh, that's absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It is. It doesn't matter. It, it, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. I think I remember asking you, like, do you have a class on that? <laughs> like, like, how do you, but until I, like, now that I'm a, like, It's recognizing it, yeah. and acknowledging. Absolutely. And you did that. And this last week, that's exactly what you've done. You no. know, our messaging back and forth has clearly shown that. So, and um, the self-reflection yeah. is paying off. I still have a lot of room for growth. Well, yeah, but you guys are, <laughs> right. I mean, you're only a week right. in, you know, yeah. you're three weeks after uh, three weeks, your workshop was at the beginning of the month. So yes. not even, uh, not a month. It hasn't been a month. And then you're this flip, <laughs> this flip to successful, respectful, responsible co-parenting has just been a week. So, you know, last week you were, it, it was not good. And now the next day, beginning the next day, you know, things have started to change. So. I love that. So do you think that the reason for the Thanksgiving being such a huge milestone for your co-parenting journey was um, that you changing your mindset? Yes. Um, I want you to share on this podcast because I, I mean, it's huge. It really is is huge. huge. And when you said it as a huge milestone, that's exactly what it is for your co-parenting relationship and journey. And I think it's also a telltale sign that he is seeing he is saying the little effort for huge impact that, you know, I talk about in my workshop. Yeah. So Thanksgiving, I sent a message in the morning asking if I could speak to him at some point. I didn't want to interrupt. Um, and never got a response. And usually I would send like five more messages begging for a phone call. And I didn't. And I enjoyed my day. Cause I think that's, that it was that morning that you posted something on Facebook saying like, be thankful that your kids are surrounded by the people that love them. And I was like, I am so thankful because he was with his dad's family, with his dad, and they love them so much. Um, so I enjoyed my day. 
and knowing that they yeah, were there I, with, I enjoyed <laughs> with all these people that love them too. <laughs> I mean, like I told you, Halloween, I, I sat in bed and cried. I was so sad. But Thanksgiving, I enjoyed my day. Like, they're surrounded by love. They're fine. And then he called them. Or had, had them call me. And it was, I told you, 51 seconds long. And he did it on his own. And I could hear him in the background saying nice things. Like, tell mom you love them. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is huge. And it was really, yeah, it was huge. I personally think knowing the story and you both having had taken my workshop, I personally think that he is starting to recognize the change in you. And so that's his little effort. You know, that was a little effort. 51 seconds is a little effort. Yeah. But look at the impact. But he didn't have to do that. And so that, that's he, why I think he, he did didn't not have, have to. to do and that's that. why I put that in this question thing is because he did not have to. You're right. You guys are not under court order for phone calls and stuff, but he did that because he knew it was important to you. And if it's important to you, it's probably important to the girls. Yeah, it was very cool. So, that was huge. Yeah. So, and you think your mindset made the difference? Think, I mean, for me, it did. Like, I, that was a, yeah. I felt joy on that holiday. I mean, I didn't feel joy on the holiday before that. So, it, I mean, it was huge. And a month earlier. Yeah. Less than a Less month earlier. earlier. Less than a month I earlier. Know, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that is really all I can think about right now on this, other than phone calls, because I, I wanted to touch base because when we talk about phone calls, uh, the intent, when I talk about phone calls in my workshop, I talk about intent of a phone call because some people come into my workshop and they are under court order to receive uh, phone calls. Some come in and they don't have that order in place and Chelsea's one of those. They don't have an order in place yet. <laughs> and it could be in their uh, mediated settlement agreement. I don't know what that's gonna look like, but they are not under court order right now for phone calls. So she was wanting them just because she was wanting them. She was not getting them because of how she was asking for them. Once she switched up how she was asking for them, the call came. <laughs> so, but also she understood that the intent of the phone call is not to interrupt the girl's time with dad or the kid's time with dad for anybody, not just her, but for anybody. The intent is to um, allow there to be some sort of connection while away. And for their, their, what are they, two and three? Two and three. So two and three is pretty young to be gone five days without any contact. And I think maybe that's the other thing that might have happened with this particular phone call is that he finally realized um, your change and then was like, you know, yeah, <laughs> okay, this is midweek. Maybe we should give mom a call. So I think that's a huge milestone as well. And it was on a holiday, so it really meant a lot. And it was then, on a Thanksgiving. Yes. And he was with his whole family, so he didn't have to. So yeah, yeah it was very Yeah, it was awesome. So um, that is probably going to cover the podcast tonight, unless you have something else that you think is going to be really important that might can't think of anything either. I can't think of anything either. Um, so yeah, tonight is all about um, attitude change, you know, changing anger and emotion driven attitude and reaction and response to an ex. And um, the next podcast, I'm probably going to go over the first of the four um, formula parts to successful, respectful, and responsible co-parenting. And until then, this is Carrie with Co-Parenting Basics. Thanks. <laughs>